It's episode one of the Oversell Podcast, and we are talking WWE Hall of Fame and WrestleMania this week. So let's not waste any time. Let's get this party started. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. And I am Mike. And we are here to talk a little professional wrestling. It was the most exciting weekend of the year for us wrestling fans. It was WrestleMania weekend. But before we get into our WrestleMania talk, guys, I want to talk WWE Hall of Fame. Very good class going in this year. Had a lot of fun watching these speeches. It drug on. It was about four hours long. But so long. Yes, <laughs> but you know what those those people they put the, for what they put their bodies through. I can sit for four hours and talk, listen to whatever they have to say. Absolutely. They deserve it. They, you know, it was great seeing Nash and Medusa, or I'm sorry, Alundra Blaze as she went in. I thought her speech was very good, probably one of the better of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Nash had you know a speech I think that really pissed off Vince McMahon. <laughs> uh, they weren't happy with Alundra either, though. No. <laughs> what, because she slipped a couple of curse words or something? Uh, yeah, she that, she was... She kind of uh, put over Bischoff a little bit. You know, well, I don't think out. it was so much as Bischoff. I mean, they don't really put restrictions on too much on who you can put over. I mean, there's very few people they don't like mentioning. Right. Uh, but, I mean, you know, she she mentioned everybody, though. I mean, oh, yeah. she mentioned everybody. So, she was, she was the one that I liked uh, listening to and everything and, you know... It opened up good. Rikishi actually surprised me. He had a really good speech. I, his he was talking too slow for me. Well, that's it, his, 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 well, I know, but <laughs> still, you know, he's been in the states for some time now. I think he ought to catch up. You know, talking like everybody else. But no, it, he 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 just talked a little too slow, and it was kind of he was the first one out. So you know, of course, he's got to make the opening the show. You're kind of setting the tone, and he's talking. Maybe that's so why we had a four hour show. Slow. Yeah. <laughs> It might have been. Maybe. It might have been. You know, it sucks that I heard that him and, and Too Cool had some sort of falling out in an indie show a while back, and it would have been great to see them up on stage with him dancing, too. But. Yeah, Scotty Too Hotty pointed that out on Twitter. Um, like, immediately. Yeah. He was like, uh, so we don't get a mention? You know, yeah, you know, it was like... <laughs> I, think, I think his exact words on Twitter was like three... It was something like, what, ten years ago... Three guys met and made one another, and one of them apparently forgot about it. You yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. you know it, I really can't remember Rikishi the character before he joined Too Cool, I, and I don't know if that's just me. I don't think I don't think there was one. I think I think maybe there was there was like a couple of weeks where they were separated, and then all of a sudden they decided to make it a group thing. But uh, I don't remember Rikishi at all before Too Cool. Yeah, and I know he was at one point the Sultan. He was the Sultan. Yes, um, but. Yeah, I, I have a hard time just not figuring out where Rikishi was before he met Too Cool. But and he was he I, was he Rikishi Fatu or was he just Fatu when he came out? And I think he had like Ubu clothing type stuff on and was kind of doing a street character gimmick or something. Or you don't even remember that? I, I can I tell can, by looking at I you. Can, yeah, I have absolutely <laughs> no idea. I, I, what I can't the remember talking I, about. I can't. I can't remember if he if he came out as Rikishi Fatu or just Fatu at that. You know, Fatu sounds familiar. So, but yeah, I th- I think it was just Fatu. 
but yeah, he came out and had like a, I don't know, like a street cool character of some sort and was wearing a jogging suit all the time and everything and mm-hmm. came out dancing, I think, a couple of times as that character. And then that transformed eventually, like, I don't know, maybe a month or so later. Yeah, it's into, here, uh, the Sultan pretty much became... Became Rikishi. Rikishi. Okay. Became so the Rikishi character. One day he was the Sultan, and the next day he was Rikishi. <laughs> Basically. Okay. And that's how it happens. That's, he, that's, yeah, that is exactly he, how he it happens. He drank a cup of coffee and became <laughs> the Sultan, and <laughs> he drank a cup of coffee and became Rikishi. <laughs> Bray, Bray Wyatt was once Husky Harris, so I guess that can yep. happen. He just disappeared for a while and came back as this crazy cult leader character. Mm-hmm. But... um. Let's go to Alunder Blaze. She probably, for me, I think she was the best speech of the night. Um, and it was cool, uh, you know, it was cool seeing like someone like Paul Heyman listening to her talk and then get him, seeing him get choked up yeah. because oh, yeah. Yeah. of all, he, he has a lot of um, time input or invested in these people. And to see someone like Alundra get as big as she was, I'm sure is very, 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 very heartwarming. Yeah. Well, she put over the Dangerous Alliance. Yeah. It was, uh, it was uh, Steve Austin and Rick Rude, and she was putting over all them guys Man, and Rick everything. Rude. You know, so Rick Rude, there's a guy that needs to go in the Hall of Fame, dude. He will. Oh, he yeah. will. He'll, he'll easily. He's got to be next year or he, something. Well, yeah, so. he's the only guy to um, ever appear on Raw Nitro in the same night. So that's yeah. that's almost Hall of Fame worthy right there. That right there alone, and you know that gives you that controversy now just gives them you know an opportunity to acknowledge you know that was you know a turning point and we had to acknowledge that you know mm-hmm. that just like Alundra Blaze showing up on Monday Nitro dumping tossing a women's w- title in the trash and yep. everything so. I mean that's I did like when she said <laughs> she got, she held that title up and she goes you see this this is a women's wrestling belt, you know. It's just like it ain't no butterfly title. It's a women's wrestling title, you know. It's like she held that up, and I I immediately popped for that because I was like, yeah, that's a that's a wrestling belt, girls. <laughs> well, you know that that's something else that um, the WWE was not happy about, like when Shawn Michaels made his um, speech for Nash, for Nash, and he said uh, pro wrestling, um, the strap. He said that, and apparently those are big no-no words now in the WWE. was absolutely uh, stupid. Well, yeah. They can, you know, they can try to shed the image of professional wrestling all they want to and say they're an entertainment company, but they need to realize they are professional wrestling. That Well, that's so. going to change whenever, after watching Triple H run NXT, that is going to change as soon as Triple H is in charge of that company. They I are going to go back to their roots. Hopefully he's going to fire that asshole Kevin Dunn. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone, if you don't know me, I do not like Kevin Dunn. He has not done much for the wrestling business. He's actually heard it as much because he's a Vince man. Yes, yes, man. And it's not professional wrestling. It's sports entertainment. He's one of those guys because Vince told him to be like that. He doesn't care about the sport of professional wrestling. All he cares is about being a TV producer, something he couldn't do because, you know, he wasn't really that good at it. And mm-hmm. Vince, he has a job with the company just because his dad saved some tapes from a burning car. Did you know that story? What? His dad worked for WWE <laughs> and he has a job for life because there was like a shit ton of uh, tapes. For, that they've recorded. It was all their tapes. Uh-huh. And if they would have gone in the way of this fire, the WWE would have been screwed. Wow. So because his dad saved all those tapes from burning fire, Kevin Dunn has a job for life with Vince McMahon. Okay. 
Yeah. I had not heard that. Okay. Yeah, you'll have to All just right. look it up sometime. I just learned something. Yeah. <laughs> hey, even I can teach you something every yeah, once yeah, in a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but did they forget that wrestling is in their company name? A, uh, yeah. You know, it's it's crazy that the, it that it has to come to that. Yeah. I mean, and they'll they'll tell you any any person that works for that company right now will tell you we're not a wrestling company, yeah. mainly because they're told. NXT. We're not a wrestling company. NXT we're an entertainment company. Is a wrestling company. NXT is a wrestling company. And it's it's absolutely they give their divas time, they give their talent time. Mm-hmm. It's one hour shows. It's quick hit. Get in there. Uh, it it's everything that the WWE is not. And you know, we've said it before, and I'll say it again. Raw's got to go back to two hours. Yeah. Watching a three hour show is so hard. You you either need you either need to go back to two hours. Or you need to give the talent more time, exactly. Right. You know, or you need to bring more talent in, which well they got they a, did last Raw. Well, they, they brought they started bringing more NXT oh, guys yeah. in. You know, they, the, the Raw after WrestleMania. And this past so. Raw was incredible, and we're going to get to it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But let's stay on the Hall of Fame. Well, let's right stay now. on the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> we, yeah. um, I think after Alundra Blaze, my personal favorite induction came in, and that was the Bushwhackers. And any time cousin Butch was talking. I could not <laughs> stop laughing. You know, at that first, dude's awesome. When they first came out and I saw him with a cane, I was like, "Oh!" I, yeah. I was like, "Man, this sucks." Poor little guy. And then he opened his mouth and then got he, to talking, oh, and it man. was awesome. He sounded like that surly old man, and yeah, I, I could not stop laughing. Like when he said, "The wild Samoan." Yeah. <laughs> then they asked me to come back for two more nights. Yeah. And, you know those crazy. He was still in character. Yep. He, him and and Luke was all right too. I mean, he had this. They they moments. were reading they were reading from a script and it was obvious, but they were having yeah. the time of their lives acting out as the bushwhackers well, and stuff, and it was hilarious. You know, it was, and you, you know they had what I noticed about um, Butch. Even though he was stooped over, even though he was bald headed, even though he was you know walking around on crutches or whatnot, you know. I don't think he had a sheet of paper in front of him. No, no. I think no. he remembered every single well, line you, he was supposed to deliver on the on the speech he had. You know what's incredible about professional wrestlers, and I'm sure you're you were you wrestled for six years on the indie level. You guys have incredible memories. Yeah, it, yeah. It, I mean, it's these guys are p- talking about stuff that was going on in the '70s, and you know their brain has been through the ringer and back. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that they can remember these stuff, I find it incredible how good a wrestler's memory is. If 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 as long as you're a good wrestler and you know how to protect yourself and you don't keep getting concussions like that, yeah, you're 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 gonna be okay. But <laughs> you know, if you put your body through the ringer, you're gonna wind up, you know, Mick Foley walking around an eighty year eighty year old man. Yeah, or cousin Butch. Yeah, but you know, it's 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 astonishing. You know, the the amount of old schoolers I run into, who, you know, they remember stuff. They remember stuff like it was yesterday, you know, and I just, you know, I guess Butch is one of those guys, and uh, but he's, <laughs> you know, those guys they were in I, some I, pretty. I had the same reaction you did. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, he's in crutches. <laughs> this is so sad. And then they put that microphone in front of him. He started cutting a damn promo. And I was like, oh my god, this is well, hilarious. And you know, <laughs> it, they were. It, it's great to see them still calling each other instead of just Luke or Butch, cousin Luke, yeah. cousin Butch. Yeah, yeah. It was really fun. Had a lot of fun just listening. Abby thought I was losing my mind because I just couldn't stop laughing whenever Butch it was, was talking. That was great. And and uh, the story he told about uh, Luke going out one side of the oh, rumble, yeah. coming in one side of the rumble and going out the other. Oh, and I had, I had a 25 minutes. 
and I got the same paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> and he kept bringing that story. up too. Yeah, it's he, a great story. He was that was that was my favorite speech <laughs> of the night. After him, who was up? Was it Schwarzenegger? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Um, uh, Schwarzenegger was was he later on? He was later I don't on. know. I, I think could, it, uh, that uh, that Connor the Crusher thing took a oh, lot it, out of me yeah. emotionally. I, and it, I tell it, you that, what, that drug it, it it as much as it drug on, it took a lot to get up there and say the things that Warrior's wife did. Oh yeah, and Connor's That's dad actually, did. Yeah, and and if you didn't get at least a little teary eyed in that, yeah. you were not a human being. Mm-hmm. Because I watched it and I, my eyes were tearing up. I'm not going to say I fully cried. My wife, on the other hand, you know, <laughs> she, she was, will say that she fully cried. No, she will say she fully cried, and she almost made me turn it off until. Yeah. But you know, it's it's really good that the WWE let him in. That's one of you know their stand up company when it comes to that sort of stuff. Yeah, and you know this little kid, you know he was the to me fighter fighter for life. You know mm-hmm. he fought every minute of every day and. We should all do that with our lives. Fight on to get through anything we want to. And yeah, he's a great inspiration. Very, he's a very great, ins- very good inspiration and everything. Um, I'm going to tell you though, there's a there's an article that uh, a little blog that Justin Roberts wrote. Um, I don't know if you've seen it yet or not. Uh, but uh, he's the former announcer yeah. that got yeah. recently fired right, right. Uh, by WWE in just the last few months and everything. Um, he was very instrumental in bringing Connor in. And cool. he, he's got a long, detailed story out, and I'll have to look that up. Maybe we can put that on the website. Okay. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that there's a very long, drawn-out blog, and he tells the story of going and finding Connor on the front row or, or, or somewhere of a wrestling show, and he noticed Connor from far away, and he's like, I always try to, you know, anybody who's like that, that we notice, you know, he noticed the scars on Connor's uh, top of his head and everything. Right. And he's like, anytime we notice people like that, we try to go out there and, you know, you know, get them and everything. He said, but he said, you know, Connor was just so unique because he was even, <laughs> he was even like, uh, he was trying to get Connor's dad to talk to him and everything. And then, like, uh, I think Connor, Connor was over on the side or something like that. And then there was another kid who was trying to get Justin Roberts' attention while he, while he was talking to, to uh, Connor's dad. And he said, Connor goes goes over to this kid and he's like. You have to wait your turn. <laughs> My dad is talking to him right now. You just wait your turn, you know. And that's just like, you know, what's wrong? No, this kid's not sick, you know. <laughs> well, that, it was cool when Daniel Bryan was telling the stories um, about how quick-witted he was. Oh, yeah. Saying yeah. he could put anybody in the no-lock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that was what it was at the time. Uh, but and hearing uh, him tell Triple H, like, I can't punch you. I'd make kill you. you yeah. Know, that's <laughs> such a courageous little boy. And yeah. And he knew to hook the leg. Yeah. He knew he to knew hook, to the, hook leg. the leg. That was, you know, I, that's what I noticed when I watched that little tribute video to him is, hey, he hooked the leg. Mm-hmm. Wow. He's watched one, two, one or two wrestling shows. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> and we're going to have a link on our website, oversellpodcast.com, that goes to Connor's Cure. So go there, check it out. And maybe donate a little bit of money because this is going towards kids with pediatric cancer. Mm-hmm. Every little bit helps. And yeah, absolutely. There's not enough money you can donate, and there's not little money that you can donate. Yeah. So get that out there. Check out check out our website oversellpodcast.com, and then go to check on it to go to Connor's Cure. Mm-hmm. Who was next up? That I think after that was Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Um... No, no, is Macho Man. Yeah, yeah, and Delaney. Oh man, Lanny, Lanny, that, Lanny that, was, was awesome. Those poems were really and, uh, cool. And uh, Hogan getting choked up. 
You know, Hogan had Hogan had a couple of moments where he got choked up too. And Lanny getting choked up too, you know. It was good seeing Lanny out there to induct yep. him. That yeah. was that was awesome. The poems were great and I never had heard the stories that Macho Man was so involved with Special Olympics. Special yeah. Olympics, yeah. Um, when I was wrestling in high school, this I'm going to get into a quick little side story here because Special Olympics have always been close to me because when I was in high school, um, our wrestling team got invited to Wimbledon to show these Special Olympic kids, teach them a little bit about amateur wrestling. Mm-hmm. So we, those guys were strong. They listened. And uh, we had them do a little match afterwards. They were hitting technique pretty cool. And it's just Special Olympics is such a great, great cause. And it'll always be close to me because of that. But to hear what Macho Man did for them is really cool. And I'll tell you, wrestling in high school, um, I actually I didn't, I never got a chance to wrestle any of the Special Olympic kids in high school. But I got a chance to see them wrestle. And some of them were even blind. Yep. And I've seen, yeah, Mississippi I've seen for the blind, blind yep. kids wrestle and you sometimes were lucky to walk off the mat because <laughs> those, those blind kids would get a hold of you and do stuff to you and you just yeah. be like holy crap this well, kid just, can't see oh well, my god because they're blind i think they have so much more of a sense of their yeah. own body it, it wakes up the rest of the senses and everything but, so but yeah that it, it's awesome to see and hear about them you know uh, and and Lanny put over, you know, anytime Macho Man would go, there would be a pile of stuff right. donated by WWE that he could take along, and he was he was constantly signing every bit of it and passing it out to the Special Olympians. Yeah, it's very very touching hearing Lanny talk about his brother. Um, I think after Raw, they ran a little special on him on the WWE Network, which mm-hmm. you can get for only nine ninety nine. Still hasn't changed. <laughs> and Hogan, Hogan put over uh, Angelo. Hogan put oh, over yeah, Angelo yeah, said he was yeah. the reason he wore the canary yellow yeah. tights. Yeah, so. and uh, but um, they were talking about you know Macho Man was uh, close to being a professional baseball player. Yeah, and dude was just an athlete. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, you know, he's part of probably the greatest WrestleMania match of all time, WrestleMania three, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. We all know that. Mm-hmm. But just it, looking back through all of his matches, I, I can't pick a bad one. No. Nah. Now there was that time he was that doing that stupid rap gimmick when he made that, oh, that, 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 that the wor- probably the worst rap record ever created. But when he was calling out Hogan, yeah. Well, you haven't heard Brian Christopher's album. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen his crazy hat he once wore to Lasertron. Oh God! <laughs> I swear, that's man. Days. Yeah, that's. Macho Man, you know, we all grew up with. No, him. by the way, uh, Brian, I love you. No offense. Don't come and find me and knock my laptop. Hey, if we get him, on, if we, get, <laughs> if we get, ever get him on on uh, Skype, you know, we, you may be in trouble. Uh, yeah, I might. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to delete. We're gonna have to edit that out or something. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said it. You're Damn. you're done. But um, going back to <laughs> Macho Man, the insane promos, the colorful outfits. I always loved how in a lot of his promos, he would turn his back to the camera. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It drove the announcers crazy. <laughs> yeah. I think Mean Gene was like, what the hell is this guy yeah. doing? Mm-hmm. And But they, I don't know if he ever really had a point to his promos, but they're just so awesome sounding. He had a true yeah. pr- he, No, he had points. I mean, I, if you listen to what he was saying, he would he would point counterpoint all the time and everything. And if there was no point that anybody gave him, he'd just make one up, which was <laughs> great. <laughs> you know, Macho Man promos were great because they were uh, – 
they were always telling a story, you know, and cream of the crop, you know, he'd be, oh, he'd be, yeah. yeah, I'm a cream of the crop. Let's you know, take he'd be holding a creamer. Yeah. He'd be holding creamer in yeah. his hand, you know, he'd be like, <laughs> oh, the cream of the crop, you know. And he also introduced uh, into the wrestling world, Miss Elizabeth. Yes. Absolutely. Of, is she in the Hall of Fame? I no, probably not. I'm going to guess she, she's going to begin eventually. She I, is. I don't know, you know, because she died of a drug overdose. What? So uh, that, that. A questionable deaths really kind of, uh, you know, they they kind of like shun people for questionable deaths and stuff like that, you know. Hmm. I don't it know. Kind of falls into the category of the Benoit thing, you well, know. Yeah, well, Benoit, yeah. th- a totally different situation because yeah. Benoit suffered from brain damage, and we don't want to. We're not going to get on to. Yeah, we don't want to get into conspiracy but, uh, theories. I think and all that I think Miss Olivia is going to be in one day. It yeah. It, it it it's hard to say, you know. It's hard to say the way they think sometimes, you know. Um, but you never know, and yeah. like they always say, you don't never say never in WWE. That, so. Well, I mean, like uh, Hogan's <laughs> come back, mm-hmm. um, Austin's come back, Bret Hart has come back. Yeah, if Bret Hart can come back to WWE, they can put Miss Elizabeth in the Hall yeah. of Fame. I yeah. mean, she was the I mean, first. Triple, Triple H talked Bruno San Martino into coming back. Right. So, and they, yeah. that was something nobody ever thought would happen because I mean, Bruno was hey, t- Bruno was adamantly speaking out about what was going on in WWE. The Ultimate Warriors in the Hall of Fame. Yep. And if they can br- rebuild that bridge, they can put Melissa, Miss Elizabeth. There in. are much, much more minor bridges that they've burned. <laughs> they right. Can, they can. Uh, they can definitely repair the Ultimate Warrior Bridge. They can definitely repair any bridge they want to. So I think that brings us to the celebrity entrance. I'm finally going to get to talk about this. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> there we go. Um, I'm still not going to be on the side of any celebrity entrant until Andy Kaufman gets into the WWE Hall of Fame. Andy Kaufman is deserved. Um, okay. I think. I think eventually that will happen when they when they run out of mainstream things to promote. But I, I, but you I can't, can't get more mainstream than Andy Kaufman. He was I, one of the biggest celebrities in the world back then. Exactly. But I think they were trying to promote a movie with Schwarzenegger. Oh, absolutely. You know, they were trying to promote a movie, and they said, and I think part of the movie promotion deal, I think they came to Arnold and said, we want to induct you in the Hall of Fame. And he goes, well, you got to promote my movie. And I think that's what was part of that. Yeah, that also gave us that dumbass Triple H. Interview, but we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that later. Uh, if you don't know, yeah. if, if you can't tell, I wasn't too enthused by it. But we will get to that in a little bit. Um, you know, Arnold had some interesting moments on SmackDown. I guess uh, they also didn't they give him like a uh, he you know his own title title belt. Yes, they they gave him a title belt replica at and the I time think, of the world oh, title. And I think that was because he was. Um, uh, promoting another movie. Yeah. That was back when End of Days came out, and that one, that movie worked out real well. Yeah. But, all right. Yeah, Arnold was cool, and I guess, like, if you went went into a bodybuilding, any sort of body bodybuilding, yeah. if you wanted to get into that, you were a fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. So, I can see it. And he, I, he, he, the, not taking it, putting all this stuff aside where the movie promotion and, you know, celebrity entrant and what like that, he's an awesome speaker. Yep. He really well, is. You don't become a governor if you're not. Yeah. <laughs> he he really he really is an awesome and you know he's he's he truly is an inspiration to people because I mean he came from Austria, came over here, changed his life, you know, became a, he wanted to be a professional bodybuilder, he became a professional bodybuilder, he wanted to be an actor, he became an actor, he 
You know, there's a guy who saw his goals and went for him, and it's just, you know, it's cool to see that actually go through and happen to somebody, you know. He became a governor. He became a governor. (laughs) And and let me tell you something. If if they ever fix the Constitution where somebody who is not from this country can – Run for president, I guarantee you Arnold Schwarzenegger will run if for president. If that happens, that means the plot of Demolition Day is going to happen, and I refuse to accept that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Arnold was probably the, is probably one of the biggest action stars of all time. We'll be going to the Schwarzenegger Library. Oh, <laughs> uh, Predator, Terminator, Terminator 2. Terminator 2 is, if you ask me, the greatest sequel to any movie yes. ever made. Yes. Some will Terminator say 2 is awesome. Um, so, you know, I'm all right with it. I just I want Andy Kaufman in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, because he was the first celebrity to get involved with professional. Wrestling. He was the first. To, he was the first to make make it national. You know, news. Yeah. You know, and I mean, you know, they can say, oh, we were we were WWF and we were selling out Madison Square Garden all these times back in the seventies and everything like that. Andy Kaufman brought it to. National TV. I mean, brought it to well, the David Letterman show. Well, yeah. not even, and it's not even the the WWE, WWE at the WWE at the time. At the time, at the time, amidst, it was it was it was, it was Memphis WWF wrestling. WWF. No, it wasn't. It, no, it wasn't that. It was Memphis, the Memphis wrestling territory. That's, that was. Yeah, yeah. you're right. That's, you're right. And the fact that Andy Kaufman could bring Memphis wrestling to a national level. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was already good enough as it is, and he was instrumental in that. Yeah. That was and and what an awesome moment seeing Lawler slap slap him off stage oh, and oh, him just take I, that tumble and it's like whoa. I was listening to Jim Jerry Lawler on Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast, um, and he was talking about when Jim Carrey and him were filming mm-hmm. that stuff, and apparently at some point Bob Zamuda, who was actually involved with this film, and you know Bob Zamuda's a big troublemaker when it comes to Andy Kaufman <laughs> and stuff, mm-hmm. Jim Carrey. Gets word from Bob Zamuda to Jerry Lawler, like, "Hey, really, pile drive me," because the way they they would, hit, Lawler would put Jim Carrey in the position for a pile driver. They'd yell, "Cut!" Mm-hmm. Extra would Stunt come double. in. Lawler Stunt would, yeah. Lawler would pile drive him. Cut. Carrey comes in and sells. Um, well, on the final take, Jim Carrey tells Bob Zamuda to tell Jerry Lawler, "I really want him to pile drive me." Mm-hmm. So Lawler tells the director, Milo, something I don't remember the guy's name. Um, he tells Milo, "Hey, Carrie really wants me to pile drive him because Jim Carrey was such a method actor, character yeah, yeah. actor that he really thought he was Andy Kaufman there for a bit." So Milo looks at Lawler and he says, "Thank you, Jerry. Thank you." Okay, people, that's a wrap. And that's when. <laughs> that's when Jerry. Jerry Lawler, Jim Carrey loses it, and I think you you guys probably saw in the paper that him and Lawler really had a confrontation. Yeah, about it. that's oh, yeah, what caused yeah. it. Yeah. Well, Lawler didn't forget, so when they filmed the David Letterman scene... Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably slapped the piss out of him. He, he, <laughs> when it came time for him to slap him, he said he gave him a receipt for every piece of trash he said that day nice. and slapped the taste out of his mouth. Well, Jim Carrey, after the director said cut, he said, Milo, I hope you got, got what you wanted from that because I can't take many more of those. So mm-hmm. Jerry Lawler still selling out for the business There you go. years later. Last entrant into this year's WWE Hall of Fame, Kevin Nash. Mm-hmm. Well, that Na- was the final entrant. There were still some that we skipped. Did we? Who did we skip? Zabisco. Oh yeah, Zabisco. man! <laughs> oh, I do that every week. It yeah. seems <laughs> to see Zabisco speechless. Oh yeah, that is a unique situation. 
Because usually Larry had something to say every time you put a microphone well, in front of him, and absolutely. he knew what it was, and he was, and it was, to hear to hear the stories about him going and uh, going after Bruno San Martino, you know, in his backyard and going, "I want to be a professional wrestler," you know, <laughs> and it's just like, and, and I think he got his thoughts together at the end of his speech finally. Oh yeah, and he told a great story, and he's and about you know. Bruno opened a, a door to a rabbit hole for me, and here I come out the other side, you know, 35 years later, you know, and here and I he's am. he's holding the door open for and me. And he's holding yeah. the door open me, and I come come back out the other side, yep. and, you know, here I am at the Hall of Fame. You could sum up Larry Zabisco's speech with this. Don't be afraid to follow your dreams mm-hmm. because yep. you can't achieve them. Um, Larry Zabisco, one of the things, for some reason, when I think of Larry Zabisco – I think of him as always having the best abdominal stretch of anyone in wrestling. Oh yeah! Oh man, that thing looked so painful. Yeah, he, he would did that. he would bring that left leg up and and uh, trap that leg, and that's that's the way it needs to look when you're actually doing the move. And not too many people do that. And Larry did it. Yeah, he would trap the leg, and yeah, you were in the abdominal stretch for shoot if you didn't yeah, get out oh, of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's something I'll I'll never forget about him. He just he. He just seemed to have the best abdominal stretches. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I won't forget about him, uh, you know, when the NWO was running wild and Eric Bischoff joined him, he was mm-hmm. the force fighting Eric Bischoff mm-hmm. from the WCW commentary table, and he was still a tough dude at that time. He yep. was a little bit older. They put that front face lock on uh, Hall, that one uh, pay-per-view, yeah. I believe, and tapped him out. Yep. And he actually got in the ring with Bischoff one time, didn't he? I think so. I think he did, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you had to have some sort of payoff with oh, it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. he just so cool, great talker. He cut a promo. He looked legitimately tough in the ring. Um, what else can you say about Larry Zabisco? Uh, he Not, was awesome. He was awesome. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's just an awesome performer, awesome guy, awesome wrestler. I mean, you know, and very, very, very humble. Yeah, very humble. Very humble. And you also, know? just you know, you you got that vibe from him that he just couldn't believe that he had done all these things. You yeah. know, so. And also, he is just a big wrestling fan. Yeah, you know that's something you kept saying is he is a ext- hardcore wrestling fan, which is so cool because we're hardcore wrestling fans. That's why we started this podcast and makes you feel like Larry Zabisco is just just like us. Mm-hmm. Only he could probably kick and our it, asses. And it's even what he said, you know, now that he's in the Hall of Fame, he can just return to being just, you know, a wrestling fan. Just mm-hmm. sit on his couch and just yep. cheer these guys. So uh, other one we missed was, I'm going to butcher that first name, Mike. Tatsumi. Tatsumi Fujinami. 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 He had a good speech. It was short and quick, to the point. Um, I think it had a lot to do with he didn't know much English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they said, I actually read that they actually brought Funaki in to help him with his English for the oh, speech. Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Funaki. Yeah. Indeed. Wait, is that the same Indeed. guy? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. The <laughs> yes. greatest SmackDown announcer yes. was helping Number one Fujinami, SmackDown announcer. Now, um, looking at the clips from some of his matches, man, that dude looked like he could go. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Well, of course. I didn't know much about him at all, but to find out that he was the one who, you know, he's responsible for the dragon sleeper and the dragon suplex. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. I can imagine the first time someone saw a dragon suplex, how how much their jaw dropped. (laughs) And you mean you knew he was he was something special because you know he's in the Hall of Fame. Well, that and you know at the time you know he went up against Ric Flair. I mean, Ric Flair went to Japan and wrestled him, and mm-hmm. you know oh. Ric Flair was 
He had the NWA title and the IWGP title yeah. at the same time. Same time. Which brings us to our last entrant. I think I've got it this time. <laughs> Kevin Nash. <laughs> Kevin Nash is one of the most influential people in wrestling to me because him and Hall started the whole NWO invasion. Mm-hmm. And he was a great character as Diesel. He had that, that, that world title run in 95, which was not a great run for the company. No, it was a uh, that was I I was reading an article and everything. Uh, he wanted to be a, he wanted to be inducted as Kevin Nash, right. not yeah. Diesel. And, not and Diesel. I I don't I don't blame him one I bit. I don't blame him one actually, bit either. We actually kind of talked about that last week. And um he uh still Diesel was a cool character, especially when he got away from Shawn Michaels and mm-hmm. he was just Big Daddy Cool Diesel. Yeah. Uh, but when he went to NWO, that was when he became badass. Mm-hmm. And you know, you you still remember seeing him like, what the hell is Kevin? What is what is Diesel doing? Yeah, it was Diesel yeah. then. You what, still didn't know. He was like, what, what, who's uh, Kevin Nash? Who's this Kevin Nash guy. Why yeah. is he? What is WWE really invading? <laughs> oh my god! And uh, so many crazy moments with the NWO. He was the guy that threw Rey Mysterio like a lawn dart mm-hmm. into. And they show that every oh, time they uh, mention uh, NWO. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Power bombing Derek Bischoff through the through the stage or whatever that yep, was over on right, the side, right? Um, gave a good big boot. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that Kevin Nash big boot man. I think who did he give that one to that you and me always makes it makes us cringe. Was it Test? I think it was Test. Time? Was he yeah. giving it to Test or was he taking a big boot from Test? There was a big boot. Somebody fell down and we cringed. Oh man, I don't it was the, it was on the receiving end, but he was a part of it. I know that much. <laughs> Uh, one thing I never really appreciated for Kevin Nash was when what he said about Eddie Guerrero and Chris and, Benoit. Uh, Chris Benoit, yeah. When the vanilla midgets. Yeah. You know, I understand it's a big man sport, but these two guys went out there, worked their asses off to get where they are. For mm-hmm. years. For years. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they just appeared and were champions. No, they went through a lot of shit to get yeah. where they were. Mm-hmm. You know, they were... They had to work their asses off in ECW. I think they really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. But when they got to WCW, just to get noticed, how hard did they have to work? Yeah. And, and, and see, it, it kind of makes you wonder, too, though, because uh, even Shawn Michaels put over, you know, he's like, he didn't get into the wrestling business to become famous. He became in, he got into the wrestling business to make to money. To make money. And yeah. that, was, that was, you know, that was the kicker right there. He's like, yeah, he's here to make money. He's not here to, you know... Well, and we know his speech really pissed off oh, yeah. Vincent Mann because him and Scott Hall are now the reason they have guaranteed contracts. Guaranteed guaranteed contracts. contracts. And who knows how much money they made off WCW. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were the big draw. The reason you went there was to see what the NWO was going mean, to do next. What did he say, what did he say uh, on his first contract? He, I think he said it, on, on the contract he was guaranteed like 15 dates a year at $1,500 or something like that. Right. He was guaranteed to make $1,500 a year, you know. This is like what? <laughs> <laughs> this is like, and especially, and I, I know, you know, the, the the schedule being so hectic back then, you know, it was probably twice as hectic back then as it is now. And I mean, those guys are only home like one day a week if they're lucky. Oh yeah, now, yeah. you know, how so. often is, you're good friends with uh, downtown Bruno? How often is he home? He and he only does TV tapings, right. so he's only home Wednesday through Saturday. <laughs> and he and he and sometimes Wednesdays he's still flying back or driving back. 
And it, depending on where he's got to be, because you have to check in when you're working for WWE, you check it, check in the day before Raw at 2 o'clock. So you're checking in on a Sunday at 2 o'clock at the building and letting people know, hey, I'm in town to do whatever you need me to do. <laughs> wow. And I mean, if you're doing press, you got to arrive even earlier than that, you know? So if you're, if you're promoting the, that uh, Raw's, Raw or whatever pay-per-view is going to be in town, uh, you got to be uh, in town even, you know, before that. So, so I one mean, or two of his days off are probably still travel anyway. Yeah. Man, so, that, I mean, that's rough, if he's lucky, Wednesday night, he gets to sleep in his own bed. But Saturday morning, he's driving to wherever he's got to be. God, so man. that's Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, three days a week that he's home. And – one of the reasons we get along so well is I don't bother him on those days. <laughs> and I might leave him a message or something like that when he's traveling, you know. And I know when he gets to, gets to the hotel room, sometimes he gets bored and he'll call me and just check up on me or whatever. There was When I was working, he was calling me every Saturday night just to see what I was doing. And that was just because he was in the hotel room bored. He's like, what, what show are you at? We're, uh, who's there? <laughs> I was like, oh, they got these guys here. Thing, you know. Overall, so. very good class for the WWE Hall of Fame. Nothing but respect for everyone that was inducted. Yes, a very, very, very good class. Uh, Macho Man, Medusa. You know, just like you know, I think the only I think the only name that uh, people weren't very you know. Well, people didn't know very well, or you know, or weren't too sure about. Right. Whereas uh, Tatsumi Fujinami, and I think they put him over really well in the video package enough to where oh, yeah, everybody yeah, was yeah. like, "Oh yeah. wow, that's oh, yeah, the guy!" Yeah. You know, yeah, he's and a it, cool guy. And know? it was I'm, smart I'm, to have Ric Flair, yes. know, be the one to induct yes. him. You know? Anytime yes. you get to see Ric Flair on a microphone, you know you're going to have a good show. Mm-hmm. But having Ric Flair do it, I mean, it that put legitimacy that, legitimacy to his name. Yeah, if you did, that know shows who you how much respect that guy commanded. Right. So even though you didn't know, if you didn't know who he was, you got got to learn who he was pretty quick. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dive deep into WrestleMania. Stick with us. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Oversell Podcast. Before we get back to the wrestling talk, I wanted to do a little quick housekeeping. Uh, there's a couple ways to get in touch with us. There is oversellpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at oversellpodcast. I am at Shropnuts, S C H R O E P N U T S. I am at One Dangerous Dan, all spelled out. I am at WolfMike23. Also, uh, before we get started, I have a lot of thank yous I want to give out for folks that have helped us get this podcast started, giving me advice, taking time out of their day to take my stupid phone calls. Uh, first guy I want to thank is a guy, his name is Christopher Fisher, and he runs a podcast for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, my favorite football team, and he has taken time out of his day. We've had a couple hour-long conversations. Um, you can follow him on Twitter, at Bucks Brief. Uh, there's another guy that runs a podcast out of Tampa Bay, Kyle from the Word of the Bay podcast, a really cool podcast that focuses on nothing but Tampa Bay sports. He is at Kyle, W-O-T-B. Uh, the logo for the Oversell Podcast, that is done by at Sean, S-E-A-N, Pat, Byrne, B-Y-R-N-E. Very cool for hooking us up with that logo. We love it. Thank you, Sean. Uh, also, the music on this podcast you hear is done by Nathan Evan 68 That is his Twitter handle, eight, at Nathan Evan 68 Dude just hooked me up with some great music. 
Um, also want to thank my dad, Bud Shropel. You can find him at budrosports.com. He hooked us up with the mixer and our headphone amp. Uh, out, you know, out, just out of the goodness of his heart. Thank you, Dad. And I also want to thank my wife, Abby. We are calling her the executive producer of this podcast. <laughs> uh, she provided, she is letting me, she provided me with a laptop, her laptop, uh, and you know, and the time because it takes time to produce this podcast. And thank you, Abby. I love you, and we're going to make this podcast great for everyone that's helped us out. Thank you, Abby. Uh, I'm going to thank uh, my wife for giving me time off to do this and our busy schedule and everything and uh, my kids and everything for accepting the fact that I'm not home right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? It may actually be happening. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, kidding, I'm kidding. You know, I just, uh, I'll take the opportunity right now for uh, Ken Wayne for training me in uh, professional wrestling and everything and uh, all the friends and uh, brothers, really, that uh, have... Uh, met along the way and I, I when you meet somebody and you wrestle them you're a friend for life pretty much <laughs> so uh it's a it's the way that the uh, brotherhood of wrestling works and i'd like to thank all my brothers and for all the good memories and everything and i'll uh hopefully i'll get the story about each and every one of you on here eventually uh, hey hopefully we can get them on the show heck yeah, yeah. i would definitely get we'll definitely use my contacts and get some guys <laughs> on the show i'm gonna thank my girlfriend amanda for letting me out of the house to do this uh also going to thank my dogs because they're not tearing stuff up while I'm gone and that's always a plus uh but also want to thank you two for doing this I was going to say that as well I beat you you to it so I'm better than you yes you are Uh, I'm the worst host ever (laughs) (laughs) but this is this is just fun to do I know we've kind of talked about doing it for years but it's cool that we finally got together and did this and now we talk about something that we love and just have a good time doing it yes it's it's absolutely great and it's it's so much fun talking with you guys too um i'm having a lot of fun you know we've done some practice recordings and maybe we'll release those to the public one day but uh until the world's ready yeah (laughs) but what thank you guys and thank you to anyone and if i didn't mention you i'm sorry i will get you next time but thank you everyone that has helped us out to get this podcast going let's go on to the Mac Daddy, the WrestleMania, WrestleMania guys. Like we said earlier, this is this was a great card. Um, it was a very good WrestleMania, probably one of the best WrestleManias past what five five years at least. Because um, yeah. I mean, th- th- during the last few Manias, you had matches that were good. This show was good. Yeah, this, this was time a you good had a good show. card. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a you had a good card top to bottom. You had talent top to bottom. You know, um, let's get on the Intercontinental Title match. You know, last week when me and Mike talked, we talked about how we didn't like the two matches on the pre-show. But if you think about it, and I I've I heard this somewhere, but if you think about it, there really wasn't a pre-show. It was just WrestleMania the whole way. And when you yeah, think yeah. of it like that, it makes you if. It was, it made, uh, all right it was with acceptable. It. Yeah. yeah, that tag match opening up was was great. Um, I love. I'm a. I'm becoming a Cesaro and Kid guy. Those guys. Mm-hmm. Those are. They're two great workers. I love their how they're contrasting each other's style. Um, you know, Cesaro's a powerhouse. Tyson's a quick guy. And it has you know, it kind of makes you think of the old Hart Foundation when you had. Yeah. Um. Nightheart. Nightheart and Hart. Yeah. I don't know how I couldn't remember Jim the Anvil Nightheart, but whose daughter was actually involved in that match. But um, 
it was a good tag match. You know, they had to get one of the Usos out because he was actually injured. Um, which they, you know, they sold that well. Uh, it was just a great match from top to bottom. You yeah. know, it's kind of sucks the Ascension wasn't involved, but <laughs> I guess I'm going to bitch about the Ascension every week just because. <laughs> but they were in the next match. Oh, yeah, they were in the Battle <laughs> yeah, Royal. I saw them in the Battle Royal. And we'll get to the Battle Royal in just a minute. Guys, what did you think about that tag match? I thought it was good. Again, um, I still wish that, you know, the tag titles were on the main card and defended on the main card. But as you put it, you know, the pre-show wasn't really too much like a pre-show. I mean, yeah, there was a lot more talking, obviously, and, you know, hyping the main card. But the two matches that were on there, I mean, it flowed well into, you know, the main card of WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm glad to see that, you know, Cesaro and Kid retained. I'm not really a fan of the title changing hands, you know, every other week or month or... Well, there. Would you classify Cesaro and Kid as heels? Currently, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of. They, to me, they're kind of middle of the line. I mean, yeah, as as WWE standards and what they want, yeah, they're heels. Okay. <laughs> um, did you see the? Uh, did you see the? I think it was the pre match interview. Um, I didn't get to see it live, but I I, I saw it uh, after the fact, and it was uh, Cesaro and Kid out there talking about their chances, their mathematical chances. And none of the math added up that Cesaro was putting out there. <laughs> there wasn't a single math fact that added up that he put out there. He's just like, oh, so now we have a 60% chance of winning. But you take the 8%, and it goes this way and that way. And it's like, and then everybody everybody at the, uh, the, uh, the uh, pre-show table, you know, the little panel that they have, Everybody at the panel table is going, what? <laughs> like, I don't think your math is right. <laughs> it was actually quite funny and everything. But it's, it's 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 good to see that given the chance, Cesaro has humor, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and it compliments Kid, who has he, his his character is a humorous character, too. So, I mean, you know. But, you know, when it's, when it's time to get down to business and wrestle, they deliver. Great team complimenting each other. You know, uh, Los Matadores, I think they're they're become they're good workers. Primo and Epico, or is it Epico? I think it's Epico. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good solid workers. I don't like this Los Matadores thing. I think that bull is stupid. But at least I've got to see Natalia put it in a sharpshooter. You got the Usos. Those guys are hard, hard, hard workers. Yes. Um, it runs in the family. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess by now, if you're Samoan. You have a pro wrestling gene. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, there there's so many damn great Samoans. Well, that's a that's a that's a huge family. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's a family. huge family. I want to go to that island. Yeah. And, and be uh, like, are you related to the rock? Are you related to the rock? Are you related to the rock? <laughs> that was that racist? I hope not. No. I, <laughs> no. No. Uh no, but that's a huge family. And uh a lot of tradition and you know, history and just bloodline of wrestling. Yep. And I mean, and it's great to see that they carry that that tradition on through that family because it's just an awesome thing. You New know? Day was the New Day was also in it. Um, you know, I think they're doing that stable all wrong. Um, we just got a call there. We had to decline. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you for whoever called. Uh, but that that stable was done all wrong. You know, Xavier Woods came out months ago, mm-hmm. and he was talking about a change. 
for these guys, and you think, oh, cool, we're going to get like a nation of domination type stable. Yeah. But we just get some guys that's like part of a church choir. Yeah. Well, um, Big E has been doing some stuff on Twitter talking about the fans and stuff. That, yeah. You know, because they, they were getting booed by the fans and all this other stuff and everything. So they were talking about he, – he was going off on Twitter on, uh, on the, the fan reaction to them. And so, you know, maybe a heel turn in the uh, works for him. You know, you know? that would be great. Um, they need another they – need, they need a stable or two mm-hmm. in the WWE. We really don't have one right now, and no. New Day would be a great start for it, I think. And just turn them heel. You know who else needs to turn heel? Complete heel? Mm-hmm. Natalia. I know mm-hmm. yeah. I know she has total divas, so they're going to keep her kind of as, as a sympathetic character. But she needs to – she – Needs to turn heel and just make that whole tag team. Yeah, just heel tag teams. She could be the distraction outside. You know, it it would it would be great for both the diva division right. and for Cesaro and Kid because imagine Cesaro and Kid coming out first, Natalia coming out holding that divas title with them. That'd be a pretty cool scene. Oh yeah. oh yeah, and I don't think she would ever get to. Did they pull that off when they had the uh, when they had D H Smith and Tyson Kid? I don't think so. I don't think she ever she had the belt then. I could be wrong. I don't believe yeah, so. Yeah, I'm not sure. That was a long time ago. And, and you know, that's another guy they need to bring back too. Yeah. They could build another heart dynasty. They, they missed the boat with D.H. Smith. They really yeah. did. Mm-hmm. It sucks that that situation had to go through. Uh, the next match on the pre-card was the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. The wrong guy won it, in my opinion. <laughs> um, Big Show didn't need the win. We all know what he can do. Yeah. Give it to somebody. I mean, use this as a chance to build up somebody. Like, Ms. Dow winning that would have been perfect. Would Crowd would have went nuts. Oh, ab- absolutely. They did uh, They did get their history wrong a little bit. They had said that uh, Big Show had never won a Battle Royal before. And he had won World War III one, that one year. And, uh, yeah. was, and had a world title shot in WCW. So, but, uh, Well, they're not going to admit to anything there, in WCW. Nah. <laughs> but... It's very few and far between that you hear JBL make a mistake, and oh, yeah. that was one mistake he made. He was saying, you know, oh, he's never won a battle royal. Uh, nope, he's won battle. He's never won a battle royal in the so. WWE, maybe in the WWE. Yeah. yeah, but they were mentioning World War Three. Yeah. He had mentioned a, he was a finalist in World War Three in 1993 or something like that, and you know, it was like, nah, he won World War Three like a couple of years after that. So yeah, but they they like to. Uh, they like to be a part of revisionist history. Yeah. <laughs> um, the guy I actually picked, and I missed on this pick, which I also... No, we got the tag team. I, I took Axelmania. That ah. dude is taking a character and running with it. Yep. And, and of He's course, he had running to be, wild with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had to be, of course, the one eliminated first by everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He, he was your repo man. Yeah, he was. <laughs> that's exactly right. We'll get to that story another day. Um... Trying to, I don't. There weren't really crazy Royal Rumble type moments in it. If you're thrown over, you're pretty much gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I was. I think I was on the edge of my seat hoping Ms. Dow would somehow just pull. No, it's Cesaro. Cesaro was the one trying to pull Big Show over, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Please eliminate Big right. Show, please." And nope. didn't happen. Um. They did. You know, start the Ms. Ms. Dow feud, and I think that's gonna. Over time, that's going to be a fun feud to watch. Yeah, yeah, that will definitely work. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Ms. Dow, though. I mean, what is he going to remain Ms. Dow, or is mm-hmm. he going back to Sandow? Or I hope mm-hmm. he goes back. I, 
I hope he goes back to Sandow for a while. Just he needs to get back to his intellectual savior thing. That was that was him at his best, in my opinion. Go out there, and he was doing things that like wrestlers did in the eighties just to get booed, and he was yeah. calling the crowd idiots. Yeah, yeah. I I like that. That's basic heel one on one. It's an idiot. Well, it makes me more satisfied. No one when he gets his ass kicked, like ha, ha. You look like the jackass right. now, but yeah, yeah. Hopefully they'll get back to that in some time in the future. I'll be surprised if they go back to that, but I don't know where they're going to go with him now. Yep. I mean, the fans are going to cheer him for a while, but I don't. As long really as he doesn't go back to is. his different character a week bit, like when he was Davy Crockett, <laughs> that was hilarious stuff. Or, or <laughs> when he did he do like LeBron, was he LeBron James? Oh, he was, you know, LeBron James. Whatever Dow? city he went to, he pulled something, you know, historical or even current, and he just went with that. And it was it was entertaining. I loved it. Yeah, uh, I mean, he did what moments. he had to do to make sure that he got his TV time. Oh, you were not aware? <laughs> that was one of my favorite moments when he parodied the Road Dogs entrance. That was your posterior better contact somebody. <laughs> yep. That brings us to the what we're going to call the main card, even though, like I said, there really wasn't a pre-show. Right. Um, the ladder match opened up the show. Smart, smart choice to open up the show. Got the crowd excited. Mm-hmm. Hell of a ladder match. It was a ladder match at WrestleMania. You yeah. knew it was going to deliver. Well, it, you knew it because it had the guys in it that you want. Right. Um, Daniel Bryan and watching Daniel Bryan and Dolph Ziggler knock each other over the heads. God. I think I got a headache. Fourth head oh, butt. man. It was, it, I think I saw a picture. Somebody made a meme out of it on Twitter, and it was like two Rams. Yeah. <laughs> button heads. Um, a lot of good spots. You know, you had Dean Ambrose. Get power bombs through, through a, ladder. a ladder. And, you know, there's more to what happened with that. Because, you know, when Seth Rollins won his money in the bank, Dean Ambrose said, I'm I'm never you're never gonna cash in. Yeah. He couldn't ca- he couldn't stop the cash in because he got power bombed through a freaking ladder. And right, when you look right. at it like that, now I know no one mentioned it. Yeah. But that yeah. helped with what happened later on in WrestleMania. Uh I thought all the guys in that match were great. Uh Luke Harper. Everybody had good spots. Yeah. Everybody did. Yeah, and you knew you knew that going into the match, it was it was going to be exciting, and it was a great way to start. You know, the actual pay per view got the crowd pumped up, and, and and the winner of the match elevates instantly elevates the Intercontinental Title. This is step one in bringing back the Intercontinental Title back to prominence, mm-hmm. putting it on Daniel Bryan, a main event guy with a mid card title, and I'm not. I'm not downing it by calling it a mid card title. That's what it is. That's what it is. But it is smart to put your most popular guy in it, and the best wrestler on your roster now has that belt. That title, as soon as he pulled it off, that ring became more prestigious than when it went into that match. Yep. That was uh, definitely a WrestleMania-worthy match from uh, beginning to end. Um, The... Power bomb through the uh, ladder. Woo! <laughs> yeah, I bet you he's feeling yeah. that. Those are those are the spots I was like, yeah, uh, you young guys can do that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna sit in the ring and get killed. What was <laughs> Daniel? What was one of the worst bumps you could think like that that you had to take? Um, I took an Alabama slam and almost blacked out one time. Damn! Hit your back of your head? Uh, no. But that's one hell of a head rush that I wouldn't wish upon anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, I remember looking up at the ceiling, going, 
I'm going to black out. And the lights started going out. And I'm like, whoa. And then all of a sudden, the, hit, the blood rush came right back to my head. And everything went came back. And I was like, okay, I'm okay. <laughs> do you remember the guy that gave you the Alan Yes, I do. All that Alan Steele. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yes. The big local guy. Yes. All that Alan Steele. He gave me, he gave me that. And uh, the most fun, he gave me the most fun move I've ever taken in, too. He, he, uh, he does twisted steel is what he calls it. And... Uh, he uh, basically gets you up in uh, like a front backbreaker position and starts twisting around, and then he brings you around to the side and holds you there as he's twisting. And all I could think the whole time he had me up in the air was, Wee! <laughs> <laughs> and we get to the back, and I'm like, that was fun. We got to do that again. <laughs> Second match on the card was Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins. Randy Orton delivers at WrestleMania. Not a big fan. Oh, yeah. But, man, he always seems to have those crazy moments. And when you have a simple finisher like he does, the Diamond Cutter or the RKO, whatever you want to call it, I'll call them both. But when you can pull that thing out of anywhere, that spot they did at the end of the match. That was beautiful. Oh, my God. Beautifully Uh, executed. Rollins is the only guy that can really pull that off because he's probably the only one athletic enough. Mm -hmm. But it it looked... I think there's a couple other guys. Well, maybe. Brian and Ziggler, but I'm probably drawing the line there. Have you seen the clip... uh, Online, I, I Randy don't know, Orton, I don't know. When, anyone? Well, no, there's that. <laughs> Everybody's seen There's 500 videos of that, but <laughs> no, uh, it's uh, Tyler Black, Seth Rollins' original name, mm-hmm. and he does a moonsault off of a fat guy onto another guy on the floor. Wow! And there's he basically takes a run. He he puts this fat guy and he tells him don't move, and he puts him up against the ring post on the outside. And he basically runs at him, puts one foot on him, and does a backflip off of him onto the guy on the floor. Cool. Damn. So he yeah. is Seth Rollins is even though he lost, I thought he looked good, but he is he is one of the best workers they've got in the WWE yes. right oh, yeah. now. And he is and he he's another is one of those guys. The champ. Well, he's another one of those guys that t- has taken the character that was given to him mm-hmm. and has completely ran with it. Yes. He is the he is what, best heel in the WWE right now? Oh, I do. Yeah. Maybe oh, yeah. or maybe maybe Brock, because Brock technically I guess is a heel. Yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put Brock for, in that category happened, anymore. From what, from what happened on Raw, yeah. I don't think he's top I think, heel I anymore. I think we're past okay. heel. So now. we're going to call Rollins probably the top heel oh, in the company. Absolutely, definitely. He's. I didn't. I didn't. Well, think, he's holding the title. He is heel. <laughs> well, I didn't, you know, when the when the the Shield was in their run, I thought Dean Ambrose was going to be the guy that really blew up mm-hmm. out of the Shield. He's the best on the mic. He's still better than Rollins on the mic to me. But you know, they gave Rollins. They said Rollins go, mm-hmm. and he's gone. Yep. I mean, he. I didn't get to see my darn Phoenix splash in this match. <laughs> I mean, he did it, but he missed it. And right. It still was incredible the uh, how athletic he was to twist and land on his feet and roll. Yeah. And then go for the. He went for the uh, curb stomp. Curb stomp. Randy, no, Randy Orton tried to RKO him. Went for the curb stomp and then got RKO'd. And it was one of the damnedest moves I've seen. That's going to oh, yeah. be on. That's going to be that just joined. The Stone Cold Blood Face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that just oh, yeah. joined the Edge spearing Spear from the ladder. Jeff yep. Hardy off the ladder. That's the new Rus- big WrestleMania moment. Mm-hmm. Then after that, I think when they moved on to the Divas. No, they went straight to the Triple H and Sting. Yep. Oh. Because we were shocked that it was on. You know, yeah, so early yeah, in yeah. The card. That's, we, yeah. And I don't know what wh- how dark they thought it was going to be at that time. <laughs> they should have pushed WrestleMania back because. Sting and Taker and stuff should not be coming out when the lights are on. Yeah, that was well, weird to me. Sunlight. 
Yeah. Well, if you look at what time they were on Pacific time. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. if you were in California, they started at four o'clock. Oh yeah. And went all the way to eight nine o'clock. The two, and, if you count the the pre-show. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, in I, in Cali, man. I've been over there and called over here, and my wife's like, why are you calling? <laughs> <laughs> it's dark. I'm in the bed. Why are you calling? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, they had to they had to deal with the sun no matter right. what they did. So I thought Sting had a really cool entrance with the um, the drums and being yes. playing. Yes. Yeah. I'm still not a fan of his new music, though. Yeah. I just don't like that new music. Put the old music in well, there. Know, it's it's crazy know. for that WWE 2K 15 commercial? Mm-hmm. He had his original music. He had his original and, music. Yeah. Just <laughs> put the <laughs> damn original music in. What the? Because, you know why? Because it'd be acknowledging WCW. Yeah, whatever. But um, Triple Didn't H. Didn't have a problem acknowledging it in a video game commercial. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, Triple H comes out and... Me, for one, I did not like the Terminator entrance, especially when he became a, the Viking Erminator or whatever. Yeah. I thought it looked stupid. I thought that was kind of cheesy as well. It, it, yeah. I kind of liked it, except for the helm he was wearing, where they combined it, you know, like you said, Terminator and the Viking. Yeah. But, I mean, the idea of having the, the actual, you know, Terminators come up from the stage, I mean, I thought that was a good... It was good for WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, the ter- the Terminators coming up from the stage and all that stuff was cool. Um, it was a cool setup. But <laughs> the helmet, the, the helmet, the, and all that stuff, and like everything. The fake hands, it's just like yeah. I, that, just looks stupid. It was like, I just I'll, I'll, over and over again in my head, all I could th- all I could picture in my head was just. Triple H going, oh, I'm promoting a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he probably said that when he took his hands exactly. off and threw it. Uh, but getting to the match, um. You know, Triple H can get a good match on anybody. Yeah, and it was a absolutely. good match. Um, I thought one thing I did think that was stupid in the match was a baseball bat breaking a sledgehammer. Yeah. Uh, what the <laughs> hell kind of wood is that sledgehammer made out of? Oh, yeah. I mean, bought it at Walmart apparently. <laughs> I mean, you can tell it was like a perfectly clean break. Oh yeah, I mean, t- yeah, I mean, yeah. You knew I mean, it was gonna happen, but and uh, mm. watching DX run out, like, well, here's a whole bunch of old geezers. <laughs> yeah. And even older geezers come out and at the NWO, <laughs> and, uh, and that, that that whole thing, you know, you you acknowledged that it wasn't about WCW versus WWE. Mm. You acknowledged that in the promos leading up to the match. Why would you acknowledge it during the match? You know, I mean, if they had just let them have a match, I think it would have been a whole lot more satisfying than what we saw. Well, one thing that was cool was seeing um, Shawn Michaels super kick Sting. That was, yeah, that was yeah. pretty cool. Now. I'll and I'll, I'll even I'll even revise what I just said. Even if you had the match, had whoever win, and then you have the NWO come out, then you have DX come out, then you have Shawn Michaels come out, then you have the baseball bat and the sledgehammer and all that coming to play. Have that after the match, but just have a match. Yep. And then you know, and when did it become DQ, no DQ? That it, we st- yeah. we said that we said when we watched thing. it. I was like. <laughs> Wait a minute, this is a no DQ match all of a sudden? This is I never knew new. it was no DQ. You have to tell us that before we get into the card so we have some sort but of... That's, I think they men- only mentioned it halfway through the match, too. Oh, by have. the way, this is no DQ. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, DX is out here. Let's. When the, uh, when the hell did that happen? It reminded me of, the, uh, of WrestleMania 17, the Stone Cold and Rock match. Yeah. You didn't know prior to that that it was no DQ, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, this is a no disqualification match. Yeah. And then you knew something yeah, something extra was going to happen. It's just, you know, and then all – you know, they 
they they said they weren't going to do WWE versus WCW, and they did. That's exactly that's, that's what, that's what they turned did. me off of it. Yeah, I mean, you cut a promo saying it's not about WWE versus WCW; it's about me and you, and I'm taking you down. And then you do the WWE versus WCW finish, yeah. and well, you know you just you just go back and redo everything. And it kind of it almost makes me wonder if there wasn't something extra going on there about. Maybe they didn't think they could get a good match out of Sting without that yeah. happening. You know, maybe they were afraid of it, which I will give Sting all the credit in the world. That is the best I've seen him look in years. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah he'd yeah. had well, no you know, gut, no gut to him whatsoever. He, You could tell he'd been working out. And no ring rust, apparently. No. You know, he he did everything like he always did. So, I mean, it, it was great to see, you know, you could tell he'd been working out. I just... The whole NWO DX thing—I just—they could have done without that and made it a lot better. Well, one it, thing- it was cool to see them all come out to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, because fans of that time period all wanted to see that happen at some yeah, point. Yeah. And granted, yeah, it would have been nice to see it about ten years ago. Yeah. But it, it was great to see all of that happen. You know, when I was watching it with you, Derek. You know. <laughs> Once DX came out, I was like, NWO's coming next. And you adamantly said, no, they're not going to do that. They're too old. Mm-hmm. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, it, it was great to see it. But then once you saw what was happening with it, it was like, yeah, it's it's then, already run its course. Then and you've you got your done this. revisionist history because, yeah. you know, Sting was never a part of the black and white NWO. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 He was a part of the red and the black <laughs> we, NWO. But we're just not going to acknowledge there was ever a wolf pack. <laughs> I uh, saw a funny picture. And it was Xbox standing with <laughs> I saw um, the same one. I saw it too with the X. I could have been in the UW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a great. That was a great one. I still don't get why you would bring Sting in and be so behind him and you know promoting it through the roof. But you had Triple H go over. Yeah, but they they make it they make it sound like they're gonna make they're gonna do more stuff with him though. They yeah. make it sound like they're going to do like more things, like you know, well, maybe that maybe he'll have a match during the Big Four, like SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and maybe Royal Rumble they, or something. They better you know? because bringing Sting in, it, it reeks of Vince McMahon never being a fan of something he didn't create. Right. It just right. for some reason it just it just it's right there. Mm-hmm. And and we can let the rumors start now because I read that you know during WrestleMania after whoever it was. Sting and Undertaker were like in the locker room together. There was a picture. Yeah. And apparently they were in the locker room just talking for like a good hour. Well, the picture I saw was them leaving the airport together. Oh, yeah. I heard about that too. Yeah. um, But yeah, they were. But apparently they had a long talk and I mean, probably just, you know, just. Well, I'll say it now. If it's Sting and Undertaker at Triple or at WrestleMania next year, I don't think I like it now because if under. Who do you put over in that match? You know, because it's in Texas. It's Undertaker doesn't have that many WrestleManias left in him. No, but they're definitely going to give him a match on that card, though, because they want to oh, yeah. sell that arena. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 going to happen. I mean, Undertaker, and we'll get to him. We'll get to his right. match. He looked good. He did? He, yeah. He, he looked good. He didn't have the dumb mohawk. No. He had hair. He he looked a little trimmer. Looked a more human. Yeah. Oh, looked yeah. more human than he did his past WrestleMania. Yeah, he looked a lot better this year than... He did do that. We'll get to that match in just a yeah, minute. Up yeah, next, yeah. we yeah. have... Oh, well, 
wait, the finish was of that match, Sting went for a stinger splash and Triple H hit him with a sledgehammer and right. that was it. That and was then it. they shake hands, right? Yeah. yeah. Afterwards. Okay. Now now I don't have a problem <laughs> with them shaking hands until Triple H comes out there for that promo. Yeah, with the Ronda Rousey. And says thing and I beat Sting and like rub it in his face, like, well, why'd you shake the hand? Yeah. Yeah. That, that I didn't I didn't no, like the no handshake if he's gonna make that pro- that have that promo later. Like but you see, that s- goes back to you know why did you mention WCW WWE? It's not about that, and then you do, then you go and right. you have that finish. Exactly. Absolutely. So yes. I mean, it's they're back and forth on everything. So I mean, you know, go one way and pick a direction and go in it. It's not that hard. I think <laughs> up next was the Divas, right? Divas they got match. a they got a whole six minutes, yeah, yeah. A four hour WrestleMania show. But <laughs> I guess it's better than them getting three minutes. True. Um, I I think they told a good story. They did. It, it was a good match. Yeah, I mean it was. For the time allotted, it was it was good. You know, I wonder what the divas are thinking when they watch NXT. God, they're either man, thinking like, they're, they're either thinking like, "Hey, stay there," or "Don't come up because you're going to put us to shame." It's yeah. one of those two things, and I'm going to bet it's option number one. I that think or they, they, I, I think want to be there. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they're like we're in trouble because uh, you know the big paychecks are made on the main roster. So. Yeah, and or they may not be in trouble because they won't get any time either. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's yeah. they're not really giving time to any of the divi- d- ladies and the divas. Um, Apparently, they're they're in the process of changing that. They've recognized the whole you know give G- divas a chance. Let's, you know, it's well, going let's, across social wait, media. You have a four hour WrestleMania. You have a three hour show every week. You have time, right? And I will I will give credit where credit's due. The Bellas have learned to wrestle. They've gotten yes, better. Yeah, they yeah. they have they improved have learned how immensely. to do moves. They've learned and Nikki especially. Bree was the first one I saw stand out and really start doing stuff. And I could tell she was been she'd been working with her husband on stuff. Oh yeah, I could definitely <laughs> tell that because uh, she she gets in the air a whole lot more now and does a lot more agile maneuvers than what she she has done in the past. Um, Nikki, still you know she's she's not. I would put. If I had to, if I had to put it on a scale between one and a hundred, I would put Bree at probably an eighty, where she, where you know, there's potential there that she's not using or whatever. So there's probably about twenty percent of potential. Nikki's probably at a good seventy or seventy-five at this point. Right. Uh, but she's, you know, you see something different out of them all the time, you know, and the, and it's good to see that you know they're recognizing that. There's a whole fresh group of girls in NXT oh, yeah. ready to come up here and take your job, honey. So you better be you better be on your toes and be delivering. So, but you know, there's that. Yeah, and, and then you, on the other side you had AJ and Paige, mm-hmm. and but there's no no improvement needed there. Right. <laughs> it, it, it's a shame that the Divas title didn't get defended on WrestleMania. Right. But. Mm-hmm. Um, I think every every title should be defended at WrestleMania. That's just and me. And on the main card. And, well, like I said, we all there was no pre the only pre-show right. was them talking for an hour. We'll just call it that. I think I've gotten over that whole part of it just thinking about that. Mike, what match was next on that card? Went to Cena and Rusev. What Cena an Rusev. what an entrance for Rusev. Oh, him riding a tank. The I was tank. like, dude, he's riding a Tank. Hey, yeah, I, I, I'm trying not to cuss on this podcast. You go like, so. you go like what? Uh, how long? How long has he been in the main roster from NXT? About a year. So you go a year back, yeah, and he's in NXT. He was, he was in the Royal Rumble last year. That was when he made his first debut. Okay, so you go year, year, three or four months back. This guy's in NXT. A year and three months later, he's riding a tank out on the stage 
of WrestleMania. Defending a title. As the U.S. <laughs> champion. Right. I and mean, you cannot get full circle more than that. They put on a good match. Rusev has an agility for a guy his size that I don't think I've ever seen for any other human being. Maybe maybe Rikishi, but Rusev, man, he can throw some hard kicks. Yes. He can he's very he's just he's an athlete. He is a super athlete. Yeah. Yes. Um he's built like a he's built like a damn tank. Yes, he is. I think he's what, like six one, six two, three hundred pounds, and there's not much body fat on him at all. Soviet um, Russia tank, right? You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, and then Cena, of course, you know, he's going to do his... What was Cena's entrance this year? Did he do anything too he crazy? He didn't do anything special. He just came out and did... He just it. came out. Hmm. Okay. They had the little the video package for him, you know, yeah. about America with all the presidents yeah. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. That was it. And then there he just came no out and... Do-do-do-do. Yeah. <laughs> God, <laughs> you, you, y'all heard the crowd doing that. <laughs> it would have been a great... Way for him to come out, he would have got a huge pop if he would have come out to like the Team America. Oh God, theme song. <laughs> that would have. We're not going to sing that song in the air. You can look what up the soundtrack they, on YouTube. Right. I got one for you. What if? Uh, what if? Uh, what if it, uh, his theme starts taking off and everybody starts doing do 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 do, and then like one night they give all the people in the crowd kazoos. <laughs> <laughs> that would you be know, a very like. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be a very ECW thing to do. Oh yeah. Um, Finish the match. Rusev accidentally hits Lana. Then I think he goes into an attitude adjustment, and that was in. You know, it was basic. It was another Cena match where he came back from everything. Be- all odds. Became Superman. Yeah. Did it hit the AA? I ha- it, it's good that he won that match. It's also bad. The bad is it was just another Cena win. Mm-hmm. The good is, like we said about the Intercontinental Title, the U.S. Title is now elevated. That much more, yeah. Because my main event guy is holding a mid card title. I don't right. think it's a step down for Cena. I think it's a step up for the U.S. title. US title. He actually defended it on Raw against Dean Ambrose. They had a good match. So maybe we're going to start seeing more of these title defenses on non pay per view shows. Yeah. And you, and you know, uh, we keep saying mid card. They might be trying to get rid of that terminology. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they might be trying to get rid of that terminology by having. Brian and and Cena as those champions, and because I mean, you know, you're gonna have three separate programs going on for three separate titles now, yeah. right? Because you're gonna have a storyline for Cena. You're always Absolutely. gonna have a storyline for Cena. Brian, he's the guy everybody wants to see. You're always gonna have a storyline there, and then you've got Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns. All those guys in the in the heavyweight title picture now because yeah. you just had Orton pin pin Rollins exactly yes, yeah. yes earlier yes, in the night yes. so I mean all those guys you know and that's just you know I think I, I you know I've thought about it over and over again you know they might be trying to get rid of that terminology and and instead of having mid card titles you just have titles well yeah. that's and I think that's the right way to go it is the right way to go um you know. I like having these. It gives other people something to do. It gives Dean Ambrose something to do. And I saw a lot of people bitching on Twitter that Dean Ambrose lost that match. And I had to tell them, this is this is the way you build up these titles. Yeah. Longer title reigns. Defend them on Raw. Defend them on SmackDown. Defend them on pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Because that takes the pressure off your world champion have to you be know, there be on 24-7. Right. Exactly. Which, yeah. Uh, you know, why they weren't doing that more with Brock Lesnar in this past run mm-hmm. doesn't make a lot of sense. But 
And, you know, that's it's a huge responsibility. I've carried heavyweight titles. I've carried tag titles. I've carried the U.S. Junior Heavyweight Championship over in West Memphis. It is a huge responsibility to hold a title because you're the guy that gets to face somebody new every week. Yep. You're the guy carrying the company. You're the guy that everybody's looking to. And I've been in the back so many times after, you know, I screwed one move up in a match and everybody's like, God, man, you're you're representing the company. Get it together, you know? And it was like, <laughs> it was a clothesline. <laughs> I screwed up a clothesline. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's that all that pressure on you to deliver, and you have to deliver. And, you know, looking at it, Cena, Brian, they can deliver. Yep, they can. Um, it's good for the titles. I'm, you know, I anytime Cena wins, it's just like more of the same old, same old to me. But it was the right thing you, to do. And you honestly have to wonder how many years Cena has left in him. He's what, 36, 37? Yeah. yeah he's, he's got. He's a couple years older. Yeah, he's got five years. He's got five, good six five years. But, you but, know, um, still. So there does good get, for the there titles. Does come a point when your body you know, starts falling apart. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they'll hopefully they're going to do the right thing with Rusev and build him, keep him strong. You know, Lon is off filming a movie, so it's going to be interesting to see how they explain her absence. Right. Next match on the card, Mike was. <clears throat> Actually, I think next was the whole Rock. Ronda Ronda yeah. Ronda Rouse. That was pretty cool. That was awesome. I love that. I'm a huge Ronda Rousey fan. Well, yeah. anyone that Ronda Rousey is a incredible. Beast. Yeah, I mean, she is. The one girl in the world I will... Hey, how are you? Yes, please. please <laughs> she don't got, punch she me in the got face. rid of that last chick she fought in like, what, eight seconds? Fourteen. Fourteen? Yeah. Okay. I mean, and it was, and it then was, the one before that was eight seconds, well, you wasn't know, it? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. She it, just destroys she, people. Yeah. Well, you know, earlier in the night they showed her, and I'm like, hey, she's sitting with the Rocks family. Yeah. Now it makes, us, now <laughs> yeah, it makes a lot exactly, of sense. Yeah. But it, it was a cool <laughs> segment. Um, it's good. Hopefully... They're not teasing anything yet. It, hopefully, it'll lead into someone something next year at WrestleMania. But who knows what Dana White's going to let his and she gets in the ring right. wearing a Dragon Ball Z t shirt. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> she's she's just a cool <laughs> fighting nerd. But you know, it, who it's knows? well known that she's been a fan of wrestling. Oh yeah, for yeah, years. yeah. She was at WrestleMania. Sure, she was at a pay per view last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she. Uh, Shit, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> she was backstage at one. Uh, I right. think she I did think a was, backstage when segment with Stephanie, Stephanie McMahon yeah. took yeah. on Nikki or Brie Bella. Brie, yeah. Um, but it was cool. She that hip toss she threw on uh, God. Triple H. Triple H was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, uh, I've judo seen, throw was amazing. I've seen, I've seen men not throw someone yeah. good hip throws like. But that. But I've seen her mm-hmm. do that you know, like for real in yeah, fights. She, I mean, I, that's well, I saw her. There's does. a there's a video on YouTube you can find where she. Some dude was like, yeah, I don't think you could take me down. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. And, and she did and broke a rib. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. she broke two or three of his ribs. Uh, yeah. Um, but, but it was good to see Rock show oh, up. Well, you know, And I think he was part of a contingency plan because I think they expected Stone, Stone Cold, Cold there. Stone Cold to be there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, but, you know, that's crazy for The Rock because he was filming Saturday Night Live yeah, he was the night Saturday before. Night Live so he took a red-eye flight probably to L.A. So who knows how tired he was. Probably got think, two or three I hours I think Ronda was in New York with him. Oh, really? Yeah. I think probably Ronda was in New York with Fury him. Seven. Yeah, Fury yeah. 7. Which I'm going to probably end up seeing because I like the Fast and Furious films now. Yeah, I've still only seen like one of them. Well, get, start at five and go because they get better then. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, next match we got to the car was that Bray Wyatt and Undertaker? Taker and Wyatt. Taker Good match. Wyatt. Good match for someone like Undertaker. I don't like the finish. I don't think I don't think it would have hurt Undertaker taking a second loss in the row. Now, there was that cool moment 
where Bray was doing his little spider walk. Yes. Oh, yeah. And Undertaker set up, and they just made, had that look, and I was like, man, that is cool. I liked Bray's entrance with the zombie scarecrows. Oh, yeah. That oh, was that was, that was I'm I'm actually glad it wasn't night then. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would have been freaky as <laughs> that hell. That would have been freaky as all get out. But good match from those guys. You know, I think they all worked hard. Undertaker looked so much better this year than last year against Brock. Yeah. Um. Bray. But you could, but he's still he's still playing the human, you know. He's still playing human, Undertaker. You know, he's more human now than he was. He's not just well, sitting up and starting to kick ass, right? Right. And you know, kudos to those guys. Um, Bray has his own certain style on the ring, and Bray actually sprained his ankle. Yeah, yeah. The fact that he worked on that, he's a tough guy, and you could not tell it. No, no. I okay. kept looking for him oh, to I'm, start start hobbling around and stuff. You could not tell he oh, I'm was sure injured. He, I'm sure he took a nice little cortisone shot. Too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he they, did. But damn, but, man, I, you know that. They said he was in a like a walking boot or a cast or something up until he went out. Basically, yeah. wow. It didn't. He looked fine to me. Yeah, I I, I would have put Bray over. Because that creates a new mega superstar, mm-hmm. right? I mean, a character like his would have benefited greatly from a win over the Undertaker because he's the new face of fear. Mm-hmm. He's that new creepy guy. You know, he carried this feud. He carried this feud for four months. Yeah, three or four months since WrestleMania. I mean, promos. I'm since <laughs> since uh, Summer Royal Rumble. Since the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll help you there. Um, but he carried this feud. And he carried it well. Those promos he was cutting, that one he cut right before WrestleMania when he was talking about how I'm the new face of fear and I control everything. And they're he was pulling they're pulling the parlor, parlor tricks with lightning and the lights. And it was an absolutely incredible promo. I just I really wish they would have put him over. Mm-hmm. That was a real that's a low point for me in this pay per view. That I I set off to the side when uh, when I was backstage one time uh, and uh, I think I think they had. Uh, Bray and uh, the Wyatt family was still a faction back then. And uh, <laughs> I'm sitting over to the side, and uh, here comes Bray and the Wyatt family and whoever they were beating up that night. I, I honestly can't remember who it was, but the thing that stuck in my head was that uh, <laughs> they sat there and sat there and sat there, and, he's, and they, did the, they did the promo they were going to do in front of Triple H so Triple H could see it. And then he's like, that's great. Do it creepier, <laughs> and I'm like looking at it going, hey, okay. he gets creepier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw a quick video that um, Undertaker's wife posted, Michelle McCool, and it was when Bray was at NXT as Husky Harris, mm-hmm. and he walked by and he looked at her and he had still had that Bray Wyatt voice. But do you believe in love at first sight, or should I walk by again? <laughs> <laughs> and Michelle McCool was like, you should walk by again. But it, it, it's like, yeah, you're. You remembered me one day, and it's like, oh yeah, now you're yeah, wrestling her yeah, husband. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But overall, good match. Good match. Good, good, especially for someone like the Undertaker, whose body is beat up. But I, like I said earlier, I thought he looked great. Mm-hmm. Way better than last year. Keep hair on him. You know, keep Undertaker. Do not get a haircut. Bring back the motorcycle. Don't bring back <laughs> got that the new, biker taker. The American bad. I want to see it, man. No. I want to see it. I want to. No one wants no, you guys are wrong. <laughs> you don't want to see it. At least one WrestleMania. You, you think we got it. It was it's it's gone and it's past. <laughs> it's never gonna happen again. We don't want to see it. Last match on the card. That brings us to the main event. Rusev versus Brock. These two guys The Reigns. What? Brock. 
What did I say? You Rusev. said Rusev. Oh, whoops. That's down the road, I'm sure. <laughs> That's next WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> Reigns <laughs> and Lesnar. These two guys worked a very strong style. They beat the hell out of each other yes. for 20 minutes. Brock, <clears throat> after first couple of punches, looked like he had been in an actual fight. Yes. Yeah, that was like after like 15 seconds. Yeah, I mean, his face I th- is already th- scarred he, up. He picked up uh, Reigns and like shot him into the corner and, and was giving him some shoulder tackles in the corner. I think his face got caught on uh, Reigns' gear. Like there's there's some buckles and yeah, stuff that's yeah. on Reigns' gear. I think his face got caught on Reigns' gear because Brock's a shoot guy. I mean, he's going to go in close. He's going to hold you tight, and he's not going to let go of you right. for no, any reason no, whatsoever no. until he's done doing what he wants to do with you. And I think he got in close and got got those buckles in the face, and I think that's what opened him up quickly on his face there. But well, it, it you know it was lucky he did that because it sold the intensity of the match. Like I said, these guys, two guys, I bet you they talked about. It. He's like, let's go hit each other. Yeah, let's just see. What- yeah, I mean, there was some stiff shots. Oh and yeah, you know, yeah, and you know, before they go out there every time, they're telling Brock, hit that guy for real. Yeah, you know, we, well, they want that. They want the fact that he's a UFC fighter and he is a freaking fighting machine put out there for the world to see. Well, and he's he's it's going to be like hell or high water to get the title off of him. Yeah, and he was so. smart to uh, sell it the way he did. You know, he'd get hit. And you just start laughing, and that brought out the Samoan in them. Oh, I yeah. mean, those Samoan guys, they just they love to fight. They're all tough. You know, Brock getting hit and smiling, and then Reigns getting hit and smiling. Nice touch. Two, two guys. They, Reigns needs to work on bringing some more different types of offense. And Brock could be said, too, because right now it just seems like punch, 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 German suplex, German suplex, German suplex, punch, punch, punch. F5 here, F5 there. German suplex, German suplex, German suplex. Suplex City. Su- oh. <laughs> That's the greatest line. That's the greatest line yeah. in WrestleMania history that, right there. Oh, that has blown that blew up on Twitter. Yep. That blew up on social networking. I'm gonna pick I mean, one of the t shirts they've made and I'm going to get one. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, well. that is that's Suplex City, man. That was that was I I popped for that. That it's, was awesome. At some point it got a little boring to me, but when it got near the end, and this was the crazy part crowd was booing when they thought Reigns was about to win this thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they were booing him bad. Yes. Then that music hits. And, and then I, I that still crowd don't... did a 180. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seth Rollins. They, they popped for Seth Rollins coming in to cash in. And, and I still don't understand why everybody's booing Reigns. I mean, it's, it, they it's don't... ridiculous that, you know, going into the Rumble, I mean, he was the top guy. He was the top face. Everybody cheered him for everything. But then as soon as the Daniel Bryan thing happened... I think part Everybody of that. Everybody just got rid of Reigns. I think part of that is no one likes something shoved down their throat. Yeah, and that's what WWE has done. I mean, with they Roman made him Reigns. Superstar of the Year at the Slammies. You he know, true. And he was out half the year with an oh, injury. Yeah. So I mean, you had Daniel Bryan who had his WrestleMania moment in that same year. You had Dean Ambrose who was breakout. Oh yeah, badass of the year. And then you had, you know, Seth Rollins. Any one of those three could have been Superstar of the Year, but you gave it to Roman Reigns. You don't like to be force-fed no. anything. But I don't even – I have a hard time believing that much just because, you know, go, like I said, going into the Royal Rumble, he was the top face. I mean, everywhere he went, he was getting cheered. There were no boos to be heard. Mm-hmm. But it's like everything switched as soon as Daniel Bryan got eliminated. And you know, looking back at that, the smarter move would have Daniel Bryan come back after us or after the Royal Rumble, right? Just, if I bet you hindsight being twenty twenty, they go back and they'd say, you know what, come back on Raw the next night. 
mm-hmm. and do something, we'll get you involved with the Intercontinental title. Don't yeah. if if you're going to have them eliminated that quickly, and I think they had them eliminated so quickly was because they thought they could recover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but man, did that turn quick? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it it had to do with the way the Royal Rumble was booked. I think. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. again, I mean, even if you had had Reigns win the thing at the end. Still, you had Ziggler, you eliminated early. You had Brian, you eliminated early. You had Bray Wyatt, you eliminated well, early. Well, Bray was and, Bray lasted until like the final five, I think. Did he not? He just got eliminated kind of yeah. weekly because like he five got five or six. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he got it, his elimination Ziggler, was Ziggler was one of the last ones in. He may have even been thirty, wasn't he? Maybe I don't. I know he came I, in late, but right, he went out. Quick. But they were just eliminated mm-hmm. quickly. It was like Big Show punched them and they dumped them. I mean, right. it, there was no yeah. fighting back. So. That's I think it's just the crowd doesn't like to be force fed something like Roman Reigns and then Seth Rollins comes out. Yeah. Crowd pops. And it, if if you had smartly booked the Royal Rumble, I think it would have saved yeah. the following for Roman Reigns. I really would have. Oh yeah. 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 I mean yeah. if you had, if you had booked it a little bit smarter, you would have had a little bit at least 50-50 behind him. You yeah, know? absolutely. I agree. So. I agree. Well, that was our WrestleMania card. Um we'll talk a real quick about Raw. We saw some Exciting debuts. I thought the Lucha Dragons came out, and I thought, you know, Sin Cara actually looked good with Kalisto. Kalisto was phenomenal. Yes. Um, he is, he was hitting, he's just, that little Mexican guy was just running all <laughs> over the place, hitting these crazy-ass moves. He's, but, he's the new Rey Mysterio. I, let, I hope so. I think I can get behind him. Um, as long as he, he, he went through his first match and didn't botch. <laughs> like unlike Sin Cara in his first match, remember this is a different Sin Cara. This is a yeah. different Sin Cara. Well, well, yeah, I, yeah. But I, I was, was really it excited. Camacho, uh, Hunico, I Hunico, yeah, Hunico, yeah. Yeah. Hunico yeah. that took over the Sin Cara. Right. Um, uh, we also saw the debut of Adrian Neville. I've been waiting for that. That dude, that front, those three front handsprings he hit was so cool. Mm-hmm. And then his finishing moves cool. That just that quick little twist. The red arrow. The red arrow. The red arrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, that, it's yeah, beautiful. That's, that's cool. Seamus made his return. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he looked absolutely stupid with what he did with his beard. <laughs> Just cut the shit. I don't mind the the mohawk because that kind of gives him that punk Irish look. But the band, the the rubber banded beard looked pretty stupid. Do you remember that he debuted with a mohawk? I don't remember that he debuted when he but first I'm showed not, up. I have with no the problems mohawk. with him going to the mohawk. Yeah. It's just he had his beard. Yeah, the it, beard it, looked weird. It, yeah. <laughs> well, the crowd thought he looked stupid. And they yeah. went, they, you look stupid. <laughs> yeah. That crowd was very disrespectful. Um, Brock. Tonight too. Yeah, to everybody, though. <laughs> to everybody. Brock absolutely destroyed uh, the commentators. Yeah. And a uh, camera guy. <laughs> camera guy. Camera guy took a good F5. I'm going to say that. Twice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, they gave him a good chance to explain his absence for the next couple yeah. months because, you know, he's going to work that part-time schedule. Um, I was really hoping like maybe Finn Balor would show up in that six man tag at the end, but of course it had to be Roman Reigns. Yeah, but you know I don't want those NXT guys called up unless they have something perfect for them, kind of like they did the Lucha Dragons, right? Kind of like they did with Adrian Neville. Man, that that dude that it's he great. really impressed me. Like I said, yes. I've been waiting for him to be on the main card. And you know he he looked very crisp. Mm-hmm. He was just hitting stuff right. He looked like he was he was moving fast, but he's also taking his time. To make sure everything looked yes good, and of course he had to do it against Curtis Axel, <laughs> the guy I'm starting to like more and more. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts, guys? No, just you know, I'm glad to see it, the, the shift in talent. You know, which always needs to happen after WrestleMania. You know, there's always a there's always a point about what a month or two in when they start cleaning house. Oh yeah, 
So uh, expect some cuts coming, I see. Yep. <laughs> yes, they, they, yeah, they're coming. <laughs> Your boy Curtis Axel may not be around. Yeah. <laughs> he is, he, they won't cut him. He's he's actually pulling it off they right now. They cut one guy from NXT. Well, they didn't cut him. He asked for his release, that C.J. Parker guy. C.J. Parker. Well, and, and, uh, and Justin Gabriel, a couple months back, just left. Well, they found out he he found out he wasn't going to be in the uh, Royal Rumble and uh, decided to leave. Yeah. Well, and it was like Raw a couple nights afterwards. He's like, well, "Yeah, we don't have anything for you tonight." So he left, and then they called him back, like, "Hey, we got something for you." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm not here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm in you. South Africa right now." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, we're going to wrap this thing up here. This has been a great episode, our first episode. We want to thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. We will talk to you next week, hopefully. Thank you for listening. Once again, your thoughts on Twitter. Yeah, we once again visit the website. Follow us on Twitter at Oversell Podcast, at Shropenuts, at One Dangerous Dan, at WolfMike23. I'm going to steal them from y'all because I feel like talking. That's fine. Um, Also, visit our website, OversellPodcast.com. Be sure to check out everything in there and check out Connor's Cure, the link to it. No donation is too small or too large, so please, let's fight pediatric cancer. Once again, thank you for listening. Have a great week.